and welcome to the first episode of The Morning Floss. Uh, I'm here with um, my one of my best friends. I've known you for, is it like 14 years now? Yeah, I think 14. Yeah, um, we went to kindergarten together, um, basically in the same class all through, all the way till intermediate. Mm. Um, well, all the way through to high school, really. Yeah, and we had, well, we had a few classes together in high school, but you know, we stayed close. Um, mm-hmm. One thing about Hokefitu, mm. we were in different classes than you were, I was with Miss Thompson. I honestly, I, my brain doesn't function that far back, but because I remember, I do remember we were in Miss Symes' class at some point. Where Miss Symes was like year three, I think. Nah, see, I feel like that was, was year it? one. Because I think... Wasn't Miss Symes, Miss Symes was room 14, man. Yeah, and then we went to to Lynch and the other chick, and I can't remember her name. Was it not? I thought it was Lynch first. Nah, and Lynch. Remember, there were two of them. There was yeah, Lynch, yeah, yeah. and then the other one. But I can't remember what her name is. That I. That's the exact same thing. I couldn't remember what her name is. I was trying to remember our teachers throughout the years. Yeah. No, I can't. I, I, see, I think because there was new entrance, which isn't year one, yeah, which yeah. is like the year that you like go into school as you turn five, and then you have year one the year after. And that year, I think we might have been in different classes. I was mm. with Miss mm. Boyd, Ms. and you Boyd. were with Miss Thompson, and then we had Miss Symes, Symes, Symes. I don't know. If it is and then um and then it was lynch and whatever her name and then after that it was gifford moore yeah and then salter and then hawkins yeah let's, let's reminisce on some of the days um we played a lot of the same sports together all the way through um i don't know when we started playing football but we played very young very young. Played a lot of football together. We played a year of rugby. One year of rugby, that's right. That team was absolutely cursed. And I remember we had a, um, I won't name names, but we had a very interesting coach. When was, we, when we, um, when we were in that rugby team, he was very hard on us considering we were seven. Yeah. But you know, it was good life lessons, so. Yeah, no, that was great. And then, uh, we moved on to hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, Playing on the mud. God, that was terrible some days. Yeah, no, hockey was terrible. We just had to, like, play in the mud on the field because we were so young. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't even, you know, turf hockey. It was just field hockey. So it was kind of just a big, you know, clusterfuck of everyone going in and having Where a great time. Goals? The goals were, like, wooden boxes. Yeah, they were just, like, wooden boxes. And it, you weren't even allowed to hit the ball, I remember. Yeah. But people still just, like, hang yeah. and shit. And then um, we played reps that year. That was on a turf. Mm. Did we play reps that year? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we did. And we played on um, thirds of a turf. Yeah. Yes. And then year seven, we were in seconds. Year seven, we were in seconds. With, um, there's another dude called Matthew. His mum was our coach. Matthew Roberts, yeah. Matthew Roberts. I yeah, don't can't I remember him. She was a great coach as well. She was, I really liked she was super cool. And that's right, that's the year that you got called up to the first 11 and everyone was just like, traitor, traitor, traitor. Yeah. And I remember Regan and all them were just not very happy. Mm. No. Who was our goalie? Wasn't Joe. Nah, I think it was Matthew. Pretty sure he played goalie because he plays goalie now. Oh, yeah, so he was. I think that might have been his first season playing goalie. I haven't seen him around. I think he's got like... He's got really long hair. Yeah. 
Yeah, did he? I don't know if it's died or not. It might have been died. I'm not sure, but I see him quite a bit. Yeah, and then uh, end of year seven, I believe you introduced me to basketball. Yeah, I did. I did. I remember we went and played on the hockey field courts with like Quinn and a bunch of random like kids that were way older than us. Um, well, that was a good time. Yeah, and then um, you're now Ben Simmons. I am Ben Simmons. Your that's your player comp. Mm. Ben okay. Simmons with a little bit of like Andre Roberson kind of. Mm. <laughs> it's more like Ben Simmons, like whatever the playoffs were, mm-hmm. where he um, you know, where he's under the basket and he like passed up that wide open yeah, shot. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like me, just like pass the pass that ball. Great playmaker. Mm. Exactly, great court vision for. Well, I'm not really a big anymore, but <laughs> one of the greatest playmakers in Hookfitter basketball court history. Mm. That's right. Had some great memories there. Mm. Honestly, I love playing outdoor basketball so much. It's just so fun just to... I think it's good when you're playing with the right people. Yeah. Like, I just get sick of playing with people who just take it way too seriously. Yeah. I was just like... I mean, it's good to play hard and, like, play to win, but it's just like when you're just... You know, it's like street ball, bro. Yeah, yeah. Chill out. I'm probably slightly guilty of that sometimes. I mean, you're not too bad. Yeah. I mean, I'll try to lax off a bit just because it's, you know, dry, just being like sweaty. Yeah, for real. Um, and then, what would you say your favourite sport you've played is? If you could if you could pick a sport. Just... Does it have to be a team sport? No. Um, swimming, definitely. Yeah, because you swim from... When did you start swimming? When I was like six... I yeah. no, I was seven and I went to the um I started doing like pool trainings and stuff and yeah. then I did that for like six years but then I just got a bit sick of it and gave up. Because yeah, I remember yeah, you're quite good in hook fitter. I remember when we had swimming sports. Mm. Do you remember? Can't remember what year it is. So Fedor this might have been because I think clubs, those clubs were introduced in our year six. Yeah, they were. And then I remember one swimming sports. We tried to stack heats or something, or just we were we were like a really op club. Yeah, and it was like you, me, Sam. I don't even know. I just remember that I just dominated everyone. <laughs> and then one, and I think it might have been like year three or four. Jackson Good, me and him tied. <laughs> because I took a massive mouthful of water like halfway through the length and I like stood up and I was like <gasps> because I was just like dying inside yeah. because of the water and I just kept on going and I called up to him and we ended up tying whether it was a tie or not and then mm. that was like the most wor- the, the worst swimming sports for me ever and then I remember I went to Pinnon's swimming sports and I just dominated again Yeah, but not in year 8 because I'm pretty sure in year 8 was when I took that massive leave of absence where I just left school yeah, for like yeah. 3 weeks um, you like to run. I do. When did that start? Um, probably in year, I think it was year seven when you and I, well, I did quite a few, but I remember you did a couple with me when we did those super seven runs with the seven K runs. I think you did some with me. <laughs> the ones like around the Esplanade and stuff. It was just, like oh, you just run. Yeah, it was like yeah. you run seven k's, and it was seven seven weeks in a row of seven k runs. And I did like all of them in year seven, and and yeah, and then because I remember we used to do heaps of running in year seven in Miss Wills class. Yeah, because Miss Wills made us do heaps of that. Yeah, I remember we just used to run all the time, and then 
And then we did that walkathon thing, mm. and I ran 12Ks in an hour, and I was like, oh my god, I'm like the greatest runner in the world. Didn't you come really close to, like, 10 more or something? Yeah, well, I technically, I technically ran 11Ks, but, like, I came in for the 12Ks, like, 10 seconds after, and mm. I was like, I was like to Miss Kennedy, I was like, nah, surely you can just, mm. like, count it as 12Ks. She's like, nah, nah, Ben Murray got 12Ks, and I was like, what the fuck? So, but yeah, no, it was great. Still got 11Ks or 12 based on conjecture. Miss mm. Will's cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still can't find the nerve to call her that, if I ever saw her. What, cat? No. Oh. It's just Miss Will's to me. I can't call you her You know cat. what she said to me? She said, if I, she said, if I ever call him Miss Will, he'll kick me in the balls. <laughs> so I'd like to see you call him Miss Will's. Well, I have, oh, actually, I did see her not long ago. Well, it was quite a while ago now, but it was for like three months ago. I was working at the um, the markets at the race course, and oh, I yeah. saw her walking past with um, Miles, the basketball coach legend. Mm. And then, um, but I didn't, I didn't say hi to them, but you know. Mm. Well, they're amazing. They're, um, because you know all about how they've just had so many foster kids, basically. Mm, mm, yeah, no, it's a great thing. Well, I remember she used to tell us all about them. Yeah, I can't cause... remember what any of their names were, but... Yeah, I mean, because I've come to know a few of them now, because they had Jack Henry. Oh, did they have Jack Henry? I'm pretty sure they had Jack Henry. Bro, speaking of that, I was watching... Um, I was watching... Me and Antac were watching the, the 2016 National you yeah, know, yeah. High School Final last night. Like, we were just watching <laughs> it on YouTube. It was so good. I didn't even get... I fell asleep before we got to the, the game winner. Because oh, you know what happened in yeah, the game, yeah. And uh, that was pretty sad. Like, you know, like, they were literally down, like, 21 right. in, like, the second quarter. And then they held them to six points in the third quarter, and they scored, like, 35 or some shit. It was crazy. Was that Rosemary? No, it was, Man. um... It was an Auckland school. It starts with an R. I think it's Rangitoto or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was Rangitoto. Mm. Um... Jeez, those are some good days. Mm. Um, what I was going to bring up before is, and I think this is very universal mm-hmm. with primary schools, the fastest person is the coolest person, the most popular. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that that little kid's perception of people was pretty shallow. Yeah. You know, so they're just like, if you can run fast, then you're <laughs> good. If you can't, then you're just a nerd. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Your name. Yes. Jack, as we discussed right before we started, mm-hmm. Jack Kenneth Van Bellen. That is my name. Not Jack, you thought my name was Jack Kenneth Van. Like Kenneth Van. Oh, that's like the name of a bird or something. Kenneth Van. So. No, it's not that. Kenneth Van. I've prepared a list of some great Kens. Mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. I'm not gonna lie. I don't listen to a lot of his music, Neither. but he does have this one really good song that I liked, and it was in that movie, The Big Lebowski. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to think of the name of it. Um, I can't remember, but it'll come to me. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I really enjoyed that song. But I don't know a lot about him, and I do know he died not long ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I haven't listened to much of his music. I don't know the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be disrespectful. I just, I just don't know. Um, you might need to connect, uh, correct my pronunciation. Mm. Kenneth Branner? I think it's just, yeah, I think that works. Kenneth, Kenneth um, Branner, Kenneth Branner. Tenet? 
Um, it was a bit, uh, it was a bit over the top. I mean, it was weird. Yeah, it was a bit. I mean, he's a great, a great actor and a great director mm. as well. And a lot of people don't give him credit for his directing. Yeah, like he directed a lot of really good Shakespeare movies in like the eighties and nineties. Like he directed a Henry the Fifth movie, I think, and he starred in them as well. Yeah, yeah. So he is the legend, but he's made some really crappy movies. Yeah, like he just made that. I think it was him that made the, the movie that came out like last year, Belfast, and it's nominated for a heap of Oscars. Mm. But it was just Oscar bait in my opinion. Right. What other movies has he been in? Um, he's been in so much. I mean, he's making those, like, you know, um, I think they're Poirot movies, the, like, Death on the Nile oh, and, yeah, and Murder yeah. on the Orient Express. I'm pretty sure that's Poir- uh, Poirot. Um, well, he's a detective. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I need to watch that. I'm th- I think it's Poirot. I might be wrong. I think that's Agatha Christie that wrote Poirot, yes. but I can't really be sure. Pretty sure it's in this. Yeah. Ooh, Agatha Christie. Um, Ken Ben. Great man. Don't know him as well as you, so yeah. you can probably comment on him more. But he's he's always uh, he's always very funny when I see him around yeah, school. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just hilarious every time he comes up to me and he'll say Merry Christmas and I'll just say Happy Birthday or something and it's just great. It's just a great interaction. He's. Like, because I've had him for two years now, um, and he's just so funny. Actually, you know, I did have one really good interaction with him last year. I um, I was in statistics yeah. um, with Ducray. Yeah, I think I might have. And I was, I was like, whatever we were learning to me was just really stupid. So I was, like, trying to figure out a way that we could, like, solve it way easier. Yeah. Like, like a different formula or whatever. And I tried to come up with this thing, and it, it made sense in my head. And it made sense on paper as well. And it got me the right answer. But, um, and then Ken Ben walks in as soon as I was like explaining it to Ducre. Yeah. And then Ducre was like explaining it to him and Ken Ben's just like, this is just insane. And I can't remember exactly what he said, but I'm pretty sure he just like walked out of me like explaining it. So that was a bit embarrassing. But mm. obviously he didn't think I was very smart for my intuition <laughs> and discovery. He does this thing. I don't know if I've told you about it, but like, so you know, runners bring notices into our class. Mm. Anytime he, um, like a year nine comes in, or just like a a junior that looks very vulnerable, mm. he just has no mercy. Mm. Um, last year, some kid came in. Oh, I can't remember what he, exactly he said, but his kid came in, and. Um, Mr. Ben's just like, he, he made some bullshit up like, uh, oh, we're learning about some theorem of something. Do you know about this? And the kid's like, no. And he just like, Mr. Ben had a rage at him because he's like, how do you not know about this one thing? He's just, he's just so funny. He makes a lot of interesting references. I probably won't go there. And then, arguably, the greatest king of all. Ken Billen, your mm. father. My life giver. <laughs> your life giver. Mm. <coughs> Great man. Um, he loves to go away on business trips. Yeah. Um, all the time. I mean, he's away on one right now, actually. So, I mean, it's great. I just have free reign of my, my house all the time, pretty much. So, you know, life is good, and I can just throw parties with fucking 200 people there, and yeah. he knows nothing, so it's awesome. See... 
That's like a really easy way to... You know, I feel like... So if you're like a high class... Say in America, you're in New York, you're a businessman. Mm. You've got a wife. Mm. You go on business trips to do devious things. Right. Like, you know, you might have an affair with a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, some starlets. Mm. Is Ken doing anything devious on his business trips? Oh, Ken has some dark secrets. <laughs> Bro, Ken didn't go to university till he was like 30 because he just went overseas and like worked from when he was like 17 till 30. So he definitely like knows some weird stuff. <laughs> like that man is not normal. He's definitely killed people in his time. His hands have seen well, blood. Let's hope no cops listen to this. Well, I mean, my uh, no, my name's been revealed, hasn't it? This is awkward. <laughs> uh, Ken's a great man, and he's innocent. Moving on. <laughs> um, let's go back to Ken Ben to segue into another thing. So Ken Ben, this was really random. Last year, no, not last year, last week, he just. I was really zoned out, and then he started going on a rant about how the movie Wedding Crashes owes him royalties, because Ken Ben used to do that. Back in his A-Day, him and his mates used to crash weddings for free drinks mm-hmm. and whatnot. And this is my segue into Wedding Crashes and Owen Wilson. Now, I know you haven't seen Wedding Crashes. No, I have not. But you have seen Midnight in Paris. I have. And the reason... And I've also seen Cars. <laughs> Every single one of them. I have to, but I can't remember like any of them. Um, the reason I want to bring this up is I see a lot of Owen Wilson in you. Right. Well, yeah. like Owen Wilson as in the person or like the guy, I can't even think what the guy's name from Midnight in Paris is. Jill. But Jill. Gil. Yeah, Gil. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a bit of both. Like Gil and I think his name's John in Wedding Crashes. I see those characters. I see a lot of them and you or you and them either way right it's just like um, if I talk about Gil Jill he just does what he wants mm. and that's why I like that movie so much it's just because he doesn't really give a fuck you know mm. how do you give up Rachel McAdams what for Marion Cotillard yeah true no that's not a very dude Marion Cotillard is so attractive like, oh. she is out of this world. I'll take Rachel McAdams on that one. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, on the movie, though, like, she was a bitch in the movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she wasn't she cheating on him or something with the with uh, the other guy? The I can't think what the character's name, but it's Michael Hansen. Sheen. Huh? Yeah, his name's... The actor's name's oh, Michael no, Sheen. Oh, no, uh, the writer. Wasn't... He was... Um, yeah, and his so, wife was there as well or something. Yes. Something like that. Mm. It's a great movie. Um... Yeah, Owen Wilson, he's just... I just love him. Mm. He's currently my favourite actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a great gait. He does. He does, I, actually. You know what I love? is I love the little, you know, like the the walk jog he does. The little right. arms come up, bending arms. And I feel like I do that. Mm. I do that a lot. Like, if I'm, like, trying to get somewhere but not, like, really trying to get there, yeah, then I'll yeah. just... Bring out that old puppy, you know. He does it because there's um in wedding crashes. There's like there's this whole montage of them just crashing weddings, weddings and just going hard. And there's like a montage of them going up a bunch of stairs. And there's just like I don't know, it's like twenty seconds of him just jogging upstairs. It's really great quality film. Yeah. Um. If you could see, it's kind of different because Midnight in Paris. 
they go back to different eras. Mm. Um, but like Paris is a cool place to go back into different eras for. I feel like in Palmerston North is not like. Uh, I will maintain forever that Palmerston North is like the worst town in the world. You reckon? It's depressing. Do you know who John Cleese is? No. You know Monty Python? Yes. He's like one of the main guys in Monty Python. And he came to Palmerston North many, many years ago. And I, I can't exactly remember what the words were that he said, but he basically said that it was like the like death of humanity here. <laughs> and I completely agree with him. This town is like so uninspiring and depressing. Because the weather is terrible, the architecture is terrible, mm-hmm. everything just sucks here. There's not, there's nothing to do, apart from the Lido. The Lido is quite good. You should check it out. <laughs> um, it's an interesting way to put. Obviously, you know, I love the city because it's um, obviously where I've grown up. But I think I said this to you. It's like so over the holidays. I went to quite a few places. We mm. went to Mahia, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack has a batch in Mahia that we went um, and stayed at. Yes. That was so beautiful. Mm. Um, can't really remember where else I've been. Uh, went sightseeing when I went on Crest. Um, I went to Hamilton a few times, Cambridge, uh, Toport, Napier. And it's just like... There's just so much nicer, like, to live in a place that looks nice. Yeah. Um, what do we have, the Manawatu River? I mean, the Manawatu River is one of the most polluted rivers in the entire world. Is. Which is so depressing since we live in New Zealand, one of the most green countries in the whole yeah, world. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Palmerston North is just, is just dry. It's, like, boring. And it's like, you go to other places, like, you know, when we go to Mahia, and even though it's not a big city... There's a big wide open space and it just feels yeah. like you can breathe, you know. It feels like you're actually in the world rather than, you know, in the gulag. Mm. And then you go to somewhere like Wellington that has amazing architecture and amazing stores mm. and it's just incredible. I mean, something like Auckland is pretty dry in my opinion because it's yeah. just like big city, big lights, whatever. But it has no, you know, Auckland to me has not a lot of culture and pizzazz, whereas yeah. Wellington really does. Um, another city that I think is great is the, you know, Tauranga, the Mount, whatever you want to call it. All those cities, you know, Tauranga, the Mount, Papamoa, Tapuki, they're all yeah. great. Um, I don't know. I feel like everything, you just feel a lot happier up there. Mm. I feel like a lot of Palmy is very claustrophobic. Yeah, I do. I don't know. It's like, we don't really have many... I, I like the thing you said about Wellington and how it has, it has a soul. No, um, I, to be honest, I haven't, I've been to Auckland, like, a few times, quite a few times, but so many of them have been stopovers, and then one of them was a hockey tournament, and we had, um, I can't remember what his name, Bailey Brothers, their dad, mm-hmm. and the other dude who coached hockey, and we just couldn't go anywhere, we're at, we're at Auckland Grammar, but we couldn't go into the town at all, which is like you dry, and then I've been out there for basketball. But I haven't actually seen much of the city. Mm. I've been to Wellington heaps, though, and Wellington's beautiful. I mean, like, we went on, um, when when was it? It was like the holidays. I think it was around November we went to Wellington yeah. with um, some of our friends. And I see what you mean. It does have a soul, and it feels like the people are all 
there because they have a purpose and they're not just wandering around aimlessly mm. and slowly dying inside. You know, <laughs> that's how they feel in Palmy. When you walk around the streets in Palmy, no one's smiling. Everyone's yeah. wearing a t-shirt and shorts and they just feel bored. And everything about Palmy is boring. That's, so that's my thoughts on yeah. the city that I've lived in for 17 years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do want to move when I leave. I'm going to do uni here, obviously, and then uh, I'll get involved with basketball here, but there's just better places to be. There sure is, and not even just in New Zealand, overseas as well. Yeah. Well, you, do you think you'll end up overseas? Uh, yeah, at one point, at some point, yeah. I mean, I'll probably go to university in New Zealand, but yeah. I just think that there's a whole big world out there, so there's no point in wasting our whole lives in this tiny little corner of it. Once this whole COVID thing's over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do want to, because you've tripped around a decent amount. Mm. Roughly, especially yeah. when you were younger. Yeah, when I was younger, I went around quite a bit. I haven't yeah. been overseas for quite a long time, but I went to. I mean, I haven't been to many places. I've only been to Australia and Indonesia. Yeah. But I just went to a lot of places a lot of times. Yeah. And I mean, Bali, which is where I went in Indonesia, I don't really remember a lot because I was like seven. But it was it was an interesting place, and I can still remember it, even though it was ten years ago. And I can't remember a lot of other things 10 years ago. I think it's very essential to go to mm. other places yeah. and to experience other things. And I mean, when I say other places, I don't just mean go to, you know, London or New York or something like that. I mean, to go to places with completely different cultures, yeah. like in Asia and, you know, Africa and stuff like that. I mean, my brother spent like three, four years in Southeast Asia and he said it was amazing. Like, he just went like motorcycling around Vietnam and stuff like that. And I mean, that just sounds amazing to me, yeah. you know. It's like a whole different place for you to explore. Yeah, I think going to like a drastically different culture is so, so cool. Mm. Um, I definitely want to trip around a decent amount. Um trip around with mates obviously we're probably going to go to thailand mm-hmm. hopefully sometime soon uh covid dependent obviously but yeah no it's like um everything about it is cool um meeting new people mm. is really cool i just love meeting new people i think it's good to meet people from places that you're not from as well yeah um i think people from other places are a lot more interesting because whether you like it or not, no matter, you know, people change in terms of where they are geographically. Yeah, like, I mean, when I went to Tauranga, I met, like, you know, a few weeks ago, how long ago it was, I met a lot of people and they were all so different to people from Palmy. And, yeah. I mean, they were, you know, it was just interesting to, yeah. to meet people from somewhere else who have different words that they use and different <laughs> ideas and things like that different attitudes yeah um you mentioned vietnam yes what do you think about the vietnam war um i mean i i think that the vietnam war was obviously stupid and i think that the u.s should not have gotten involved right i am reasonably learned on on the vietnam war but not a hundred percent so don't take everything i say as gospel yeah because my opinion is you know somewhat lessened by my by my lack of knowledge but i mean i know a bit 
And I think it was just a, a big waste of everyone's time and lives and resources, not just, you know, not just the US, not just, you know, Vietnam, like Russia was involved. Because at the end of the day, it was all part of a greater thing. It was all part of, you know, yeah. Russia versus the US. Because, I mean, they've been at odds each, with each other for, for so very long. And, of course, it's escalating a lot now. But, you know, Russia was, was funding a lot of that and providing supplies and stuff like that because it was a part of a, a lot of other proxy wars, I guess you could call them, yeah. you know, just like smaller wars that were sponsored by larger states like the US and Russia. Definitely. But, I don't know, I think it, it spawned a lot of good movies, which is good. Yes. Definitely. Like Apocalypse Now, which is, I don't know if you've seen that, but mm. Apocalypse Now is a great, great, great movie. And I would urge you to watch that. Yeah. Um, there's a, a Jack Reacher book where it's called Tripwire, I believe. Mm-hmm. The main character is a dude who, like, died in a helicopter. Oh, no. Supposedly died in a helicopter in Vietnam, but then actually made it out and lost his hand. And he has a hook, and he's just, like, a complete psychopath. Mm-hmm. It's, that's really good. Um, yeah, that whole era is just great. There's that, because um, I, um, in Level 2 History, we did, we centered around that period of time. So we did Vietnam and the whole Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm. Um, oh, the other thing, do you think Lee Harvey Oswald killed JFK? Oh, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know, like, anything about that. Yeah. If, yeah, a good movie to watch for that is called JFK. Yeah, Oliver Stone. Yeah, that that was interesting. I honestly don't know. I'm a, I, I like to believe the conspiracy that um, things like the government were well, gone. There was something about um, money because of like uh, how they source like guns and stuff, mm. like gun manufacturers and weapons manufacturers because uh, Kennedy, I don't think, wanted to go to war, but then he was against. I mean, I don't know, at the end of the day, there are a lot of things, you know, suspect things about the Kennedys, just yeah. in general, like in terms of their funding and stuff like that. And I mean, what, who was the other guy? I swear another one of them got assassinated. It was like Jack Kennedy or something as well. I think yeah. he got assassinated. So, you know, they've always had drama about them. That's yeah. the thing. I think Jack might have been John's son. Robert Kennedy was... Or maybe it was Robert Kennedy. Yeah, he was... He was the... Kennedy. I think he was a senator. Yeah. He was a US senator, I think. Yeah, but I think Jack Kennedy died quite young as well. Mm. I remember... I think he might have died in a car crash. Right. He had a very attractive wife. I remember that. I remember seeing a lot of photos of them like in the 80s and 90s. And, yeah. But then they died, so... Another... Um, we can segue from that into corrupt families into the Batman. Right. We went to watch the Batman last night. Um, before we get into the movie, there's a bit of backstory on to um, what happened before we went to the Batman. And now also, attire. spoiler warning. Yeah, spoiler warning. Um, if I can remember, I'll try to edit something in to um, say when to skip to. Yeah. Um, because there will be spoilers, but, so, we went to the movies, it was me, Jack, and another mate, Quinn, we have a group chat, because we just go see movies together heaps, we're all on, um, Letterbox, we review movies, um, and yeah, so, 
I can't remember who started it. I think you might have asked, how drippy are we going to Yeah, well, I mean, I, I said, how dripped out are we going to get? Because, you know, it's a formal occasion, you know. You see all those memes and it's like, you know, like grandma's funeral and then it's like yeah. the guy wearing like the... You know, he's wearing, like, pyjamas, and then it's, like, Playboy Cardi concert, and he's, you know, wearing a, you know, three-piece suit. And so, you know, I wanted us to, to be nice and drippy, but I did not want us to be formal. And so I said, how drippy are we going, you know? And Matt took that as formal, and Matt and Matt was, um, Matt showed up in a button-down and suit pants and shoes. Yeah. And me and Quinn were both wearing, well, I mean, I was wearing a leather jacket and Quinn was wearing a RNG sweater. So, you know, it was, we were still dripped out, but just not as much as you. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, so basically, we are meant to go to Focal Point Cinema. So there's two cinemas in Palmas North. Focal Point opened recently and it's like very, it's like posh. Focal Point's like just a, a chic like nice theater that has nice chairs and they bring meals to you and you drink wine in the theater whereas event cinemas is just like the blue collar theater you know you're a peasant if you go to the event cinemas um but yeah and then we got turned away from focal point because they didn't have enough seats for us and so matt went to the blue collar theater um wearing a button down and suit trousers and shoes and it was just great it was a great phenomenon to look at you know (laughs) Just a nice little contrast between the messy little dingy theatre and then Matt just looking sharp as. Dingy Palmas North again. Mm. Um, if you would like to skip the Batman spoilers, skip to 1 hour, 6 minutes and 30 seconds. Now, the movie... So, I, and you know this, I've always been a Batman guy. Mm. From when I was young, dressing up as Batman... Probably had a few Batman cakes that mum made for me. Um, Obviously loved all the um, Christian Bale movies. You're a relatively big fan of those too? Dark Knight, probably maybe not the other ones as much. Yeah, no, I mean, I've been a big fan of Batman. I mean, the thing is with me and superheroes is that I've never really... I mean, I've never really had like one superhero that I just really love above all others. Because... I don't know, I feel like most superheroes are quite silly to me in, mm. in terms of how they're portrayed in movies, not in the comics. In the comics, it's a lot different. But especially in the movies, I feel like they're portrayed pretty, you know, just they're just silly yeah. characters. I mean, you know, Christian Bale in the Dark Knight trilogy was a big departure from that. But I, I mean, I definitely have grown. My opinion on the Dark Knight trilogy has grown in the, in, the, in the last few years since I saw it. And I do think a lot less of them now than I used to. Right. Just in the same way that I think a lot less of Nolan than I used to. I just think they're very elementary autopilot movies now where they're just kind of made but there's not a lot of substance there. Right. I mean, of course, there's still great elements and they're still good movies. Like, it's not like I hate them. I just yeah. don't wouldn't rate them as, you know, some of the greatest movies ever, how, you know, some people rate The Dark Knight. Mm. But I definitely wouldn't rate them as some of the greatest movies ever. But, of course, I'd still rate them as some of the greatest superhero movies ever. And, I mean, some of the greatest action movies ever, really. Um, but, yeah, no, I just think that a lot of portrayals of superheroes are very shallow. And I think... The good thing about this movie is that that changed a lot. Yeah. I think it was a lot more grounded and realistic. And one thing that I loved was the eye makeup. It was yeah. So that. good. Like, there's that one scene in um, 
I can't remember which Batman it is. It's like Batman Forever or something. It's yeah. one of the Michael Keaton ones. And um, he like, there's a shot and he's just like, it's just a shot of Batman's face while he's got his mask on. And then they cut back to something else and then they cut back to him. And his eye makeup's all gone because in the same shot he rips off his cow. Right. And they don't want to see the eye makeup underneath. Yeah. But I thought it was so dope how they just utilized it and it actually looked so sick. Yeah. No, I, I honestly love so much about this movie. I love the setting as we talked about. Yeah. They're quite comical. But it's so interesting and I like because The Dark Knight feels like, honestly, just like, I don't know, like New York, you know? It could, it's like, Mm. It doesn't look different from our world, but I feel like in this new Batman is obviously that neo-noir, and I fucking love noir, mm. and um, it doesn't feel like it is a part of this world. It feels like it's something slightly different, mm. although, but, like, not entirely out of this world. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is is very... I mean. One thing that is very recent that it's very similar to is Joker, I think. Mm. A lot. Oh, yeah, in terms definitely. of the setting, 100%. It's like very... I don't know. The thing is with the setting in the Batman is it's it's very 70s New York, but it's also futuristic at the same time. Yeah. It's like if the vibes of 70s New York were in current New York, then this is how it would look, you know? Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, some of, of Batman, you know, some of Gotham is based around other cities as well, like Chicago and stuff yeah. like that. But, I mean, you know, New York still is the, the primary precipice. But, um, yeah, no, I do I do agree. I think the setting was great. And I think that it was really good how it was very... It was very reminiscent of Finch's Seven. I don't know yes. if you've seen that. Yeah. But um, that is a great movie. And it was, you know, it was really similar to that. And on another note, I, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I want to know what you think. What did you think of um, Gordon? Oh, fucking dope. Yeah, no, I thought he was so good. I love... Obviously, Gary Oldman is really good as well. Mm. But I think he kind of seemed like... um, I don't know the actor's name. Jeffrey Wright, I think it is. He kind of seemed like very capable. Mm. And I I like... I really like how we don't have to go through much of an origin or, like, much of the creation of Batman. He's already, like... I think one of the first scenes we see him, he's walking through crime scene Mm. and so he's already got a relationship with um jim gordon and yeah i think that gordon is very resourceful um i like how he's he's not corrupt but he doesn't do things by the books Mm. like uh when they kind of did that little interrogation of the penguin Mm. it was also great um now there's a few aspects that I want to compare from different movies. Um, we'll start with the bat suit in general. What's your opinion on the bat suit? I thought it was good, but I thought the ears looked like he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they were, I mean, they don't look as bad as, like, when those preview images came out, I yeah. was like, oh, my God, that looks so like dumb. Short. Yeah, they were, like, just, like, short and pointy, and it just looked so weird. I mean, in the movie, they did look a lot better, but I, I just I don't really like the, like, dome kind of yeah, aspect of the yeah. cap like i feel like it needs to be more fitted and kind of structured you yeah, know what i mean bale's one pretty sure that was pretty fitted around yeah it was and it was like like i said like structured and it had like lining on it and stuff like that so you could actually see like the contour and yeah. stuff like that and that was quite good and it looked 
kind of sick. But I mean, it's, I mean, it still looked good, and I mean, the whole other suit looked good. Apart from that, it looked amazing. So yeah, yeah, I quite like how um, bulky it was because mm. um, you know we can pretty much disregard like the Caden and the Clonies. Those are just like latex, like really thin. I think even um, Bale's suit was pretty thin, mm. um, pretty skin tight, but. Robert Pattinson isn't a bit as big of a guy as Christian Bale, mm. or like you know, just mm. thick. He was that shirtless scene. He's relatively skinny. And I like how he just the obviously armor plated and uh, bulletproof. Um, the fucking things on his wrists. What were those? I don't know. It's just like there was like. Uh, I know what you mean. I, I couldn't figure out what they were for. I, I thought they might have. No, I don't. Maybe they were just kind of like, like to inflict blunt force yeah, on yeah. people. I when I saw like the previews of it, I thought they might have been like guns or something. Like it was just like a you know chamber going around his whole mm-hmm. arm or something like that. But obviously not. But I honestly think that the the functionality of the suit was one of the coolest out of all the movies. Yeah. Like in terms of how it actually worked. I mean. To me, the Dark Knight suit will just reign supreme forever because that is, like, so sick. But in terms of the, like, functionality and also originality, I think that, you know, Rob Pattinson's suit definitely bests it. Um, There's two more things about the suit. Um, I like how... So, Batman in the comics has always been, like, uh, Black Cow, Black Cape, bit of grey, black thing, um, and he's got grey with it. Christian Bale's Batman was completely black. Mm. And I like how Robert Pattinson's Batman was black and grey without looking stupid. Right. Like, it looked just real natural. Mm. Um, and I kind of like it better than Bale's Batsuit in that way. Mm. Um, one thing I really couldn't figure out was how functional and how uh, mobile his neck was. Yeah, well, I mean, there's always that, that, like, running joke of that they can't turn their yeah. heads. And, I mean, even, like, they even had that in um in Batman Begins. They still had one mm. of those suits where he couldn't turn his neck. And yeah. it was just... Remember, there's one rooftop scene, like, near the end where he's about to face off a scarecrow. Mm. And he just kind of, like, whips himself around. But oh, his head, like, just it's just stupid. so funny to look at. But, I mean, I didn't really see that yeah, at I, all. I, I didn't notice it. Slightly stiff, but not really too bad. Yeah. Um, and obviously, his suit, like, realistically, it's not going to be able to move if it's going to be protected. Mm. I liked, I, I, one thing I loved was the, like, the flying aspect. I do wish that he'd that done it cool. again in the movie and mm. actually done it right instead of just crashing like he did. Mm. Um, but I thought that was so sick because usually Batman just flies around, yeah. you know, he just flies. But it was so sick and it was kind of like, oh shit, like this is actually quite a dangerous thing for him to yeah, be doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's literally just wingsuiting in the middle of a really busy city. Yeah. And that was, cops were chasing him there. Mm. Yeah, that was cool. I like, yeah, he's just a very vulnerable Batman, mm. I'd say. Mm. Um, and so we, we did talk a bit after the movie and I, I, saw, I said to you I don't want to talk too much because I want to have mm. um, room to talk tomorrow uh, but yeah we kind of touched on how or you touched on how you didn't like his Bruce Wayne I was thinking about it I mean 
Well, the, the, the initial thing was that it wasn't that I didn't like his Bruce Wayne. Right. It was that I just felt it was lacking some aspects of, a, of an actual normal Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But now that I've thought about it, because, I mean, I said, you know, I didn't like how there wasn't, like, a playboy kind of persona. Right. But now that I'm kind of watching it again, I mean, not watching it again, thinking about it again, um, I just don't think that he really needs it, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's quite good having him as reclusive, and I think... Mm that the whole movie kind of, like, you know, um, gives off this vibe that he is, uh, you know, a recluse. Because when he shows up to that funeral, everyone's like, oh, hello, Mr. Wayne, you know, you're yeah, kind of yeah, coming yeah. out of hiding. And, I mean, it makes sense because he literally spends all his time on the, you know, he spent all his time for the past two years on being Batman. And, you know, it, obviously he doesn't have time for anything else and he doesn't really do anything else, as we can see when he, you know, at the very start where he's watching back the tapes because he has yeah. to remember everything that he did mm. and everything that was said because he's just out all the time yeah. being Batman, you know. Um, so I don't think it really it needed uh, a Bruce Wayne playboy persona, but I do think that it could be something interesting they could, like, explore in the oh, next yeah. movie, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, touching on that funeral scene, obviously he pulls up, in a fucking sick car. Hmm. I think we um, kind of noticed that during the film. Um, but to touch on, they do play into that um, as in, like, uh, his personality. Or does he think of himself more as Batman or as Bruce Wayne? Or, like, is it together or, you know, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, to me, Batman had, like... I think that Batman, as in the character of Batman, has three different personas. It right. has, you know, like celebrity Bruce Wayne, playboy Bruce Wayne, normal Bruce Wayne, mm. and then Batman. But I think that Batman is how he, he actually is. And yeah. I think that's been the whole thing throughout Batman throughout the years, is that Batman is his true self. Yeah. You know, And I think that reverberates a lot in this movie particularly as well. Yeah, there's this real sick thing from, um, so I've been watching Batman Beyond, um, and there's this thing where there's, like, this mind control thing. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's, like, um, it basically just touched on that Bruce doesn't think of himself as Bruce Wayne. At this point, he thought of, he thinks of himself as Batman, which is just interesting. Um... Do you think that the Riddler actually knew that he was Bruce Wayne, or was he just... No, I don't think so. I think that was just like a fake-out at the start, where right. it was saying, like, you know, where he started repeating Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, yeah. Bruce Wayne, but then he just started, like... And then, I, you know, Batman was scared, when Bruce Wayne was scared, that he had discovered him, but then he just started talking about killing him, you know, so I don't think that he was... He actually knew. Yeah. Um, the other things? We have to touch on it. Zoe Kravitz as Selena Carl. Yes. Um, there was definitely an audible... Uh, I gasped when she yeah. walked out. When she walked out, I literally went... <gasps> like, I, I was so stunned. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I've always had a thing for Zoe Kravitz as well. Because um, oh, yeah. I remember I saw her in, um, in Divergent. Because I think she's in the first Divergent movie. Is she in Divergent? Yeah, she is. She was like one of... Um, I can't even think what the character's called, but Shailene Woodley's, like, best friends in the oh, yeah. And they were, like, in Dauntless together. Um, but anyway, 
But yeah, no, I was like, holy. And I loved her hair changes throughout the movie. I thought that That's was cool. so sick. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she's a great actress as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think there was, I think it was, I liked the, like, Batman, Catwoman, like, um, yeah. balance, you know, like, in terms of how they reacted together. Yeah. I think they had good chemistry. So, yeah. I was very pleased with that. I think she's definitely better than Anne Hathaway. Yeah. But I do like Anne Hathaway. I feel like Anne Hathaway is almost like too, I don't know how to say this, just like, not posh, but like, you know what I mean, kind of? Yeah, I think it was quite good having her as kind of like a gutter rat. Yeah, yeah. She was just like scummy like the rest of the city. Yeah, and her literally being, um, again, if you haven't already stopped listening to this because of spoilers, you're probably dumb, but being Carmine Falcone's daughter, a legitimate daughter, Mm. that's cool. Yeah. Um, That whole, I love how they delved so much into the the mob side of it. Mm. Um, I really can't remember, but I'm pretty sure in Batman Begins, there's a lot of stuff, Falcone's in that, Um, but that's not a side I feel like we get to see too often, like most of Batman's stories are filled up with facing one of the what is it four or five main villains mm-hmm. um yeah i liked how there was a lot of mob stuff in it. yeah no i thought falcone was good and i think john john who plays him mm. is a is a great actor and i thought he was you know it was quite good he was menacing and quite funny as well um so yeah no i did enjoy falcone or falcone because they always change how they pronounce it yeah. in every single movie yeah, um, so I'll be honest, I've watched, um, do you know Screen Crush? Yeah. I watched one of the Screen Crush videos on it, and um, just, because that's like, I like to, um, I just see them popping up in my feed, and I was like, oh, well, I need to watch it first before I watch that. I only watch one of them, because I don't want to watch, like, have my thoughts too influenced. Mm. Um, but he touched a lot on the Riddler and how... The Riddler thought that, like, basically the Riddler's plan was to make Batman his accomplice almost. And, like, they kind of, like, he set up Batman to mm-hmm. bring the rat to the light. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Riddler shot him. The Riddler is fucking great in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's not really much to compare him to. You can't really compare him to Jim Carrey. Yeah, I mean, you can't compare him to Jim Carrey at all. And, I mean, Jim Carrey was still great, but, I mean, it's just, I mean, those... Those early Batman movies are just silly, like, at the yeah. end of the day. I mean, the one with, um, with Jack Nicholson as the Joker is, yeah, is, that's quite, is quite decent. Um, but, I mean, you know, those ones are silly. And I think fucking Tommy Lee Jones played Two-Face or some shit he in did. that movie as well, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. And it's quite funny because I remember reading that him and um, Jim Carrey did not get along, like, at all, <laughs> which is, I can imagine. I can imagine that, too. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely think this this Riddler is the best Riddler there's ever been. Um yeah. I think he was great. I think, and it was so good because he was really smart as well. Yeah, like he was really smart, but also really unhinged. And I mean, Paul Dano is just a great actor. Yeah. I've always loved him. Like he's been in so many great movies, like uh, There Will Be Blood, which is a great movie. Mm. Um, um, not Magnolia. What's the other one? La, Little Miss Sunshine. That one's a really great movie as well. Uh, what else has he been in? Oh, he was in that. Oh no, he directed a. He's also a great director. He directed a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal in it, I believe. Prisoners. No, 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 no. Isn't he? In he prisoners? is in Prisoners, but he directed a movie with Jack Gyllenhaal 
and someone else, maybe Rachel McAdams, called Wildlife. Right. Um, and which was another great movie. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think Paul Dano's very talented, very talented guy. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see where they take the movie. Obviously, there's um, set up Barry Keoghan, um as the Joker. Mm. Um, I liked because we got like a little glimpse of his face, and his face just seems like relatively fucked up, mm. like scarred and shit. Um, well, I was watching um, Matt Reeves. The yeah. director talk about it and he was saying that he was like talking about joker and he was saying that it's like a more grounded version of joker right and he's not gonna have like big massive like scars mm. and shit on him i think he was even saying that um he's planning on having him just as like a person that's just like smiling permanently mm. which could be interesting yeah i don't know i think you know because I, I would really like to see it turn into like a long series of movies. Mm. Um, I don't know how realistic that is, but just like I mean, they'll definitely make another one. Yeah, and then I think if that makes money, they'll just make another one, and then maybe even another one. I yeah. just really hope they don't like franchise it with yeah. like other universes and stuff. You know, that would piss me off so much. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool to see. Um, well, obviously, Christian Bale's Batman worked perfectly as a standalone hero in a standalone universe. I'd love to see that. Mm. Um. I really want to see a good Robin. Mm. Um, I don't know which one it was because there's... Yeah, they might not go with Dick Grayson and being a... Um, I'd like to see them adapt, uh, not use the Flying Circus um, one because I don't think that's particularly great and I don't think that'd be like... I honestly think that a Robin would be really bad for these movies mm. because I think yeah. that Robert Pattinson... I mean, the thing is with Robin is that a lot of it is Batman teaching Robin. Yeah. Because I feel like Batman in the past has always been a mature figure. Yeah, He's yeah. always been like a man around like 40 years old and he's a, you know, like wise guy that knows everything. But I feel like Pattinson is just... He's still learning. So mm. it would be kind of weird if... Robin kind of came in and just assumed the role that Batman already had. Yeah. Like, I just don't think they really need that dynamic. So. You know, I agree with what you mean. I think, yeah, like, now that you say that, like, maybe in, like, a way further movie, but, yeah, you still got some growing to do. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because um, the dynamic between Batman and uh, Alfred is a lot... Oh, really similar to Batman Beyond. Right. So, Batman and Batman Beyond, Bruce Wayne basically becomes Alfred of sorts because he's too old and other reasons. Um, and then, uh, Kerry McGuinness is like a really young Batman and he makes a lot of mistakes. And then, um, but obviously, this Bruce Wayne has a lot more to say, whether, whereas Alfred as you kind of talked about, there, needs, there needed to be more of him. Or, the, you know, he was a bit left out. Mm, I mean, I think a lot of the movie was a bit messy in terms yeah. of how it dealt with things, just because there was so much going on. And, I mean, the movie was very long. Yeah. And I just think there was a lot that they didn't cover fully that they might have, like, started to try. And I mean, the thing is with movies is that things and ideas, once started, they needed to be completed right whereas in this movie i think there were a lot of things that weren't completed you know or they were completed 
half-heartedly like the whole right. Alfred thing. I, I just didn't really see enough of that to be satisfied. Yeah. You know? I think there was a lot of kind of like just not that great dialogue. Like obviously there's the um, white privilege line and I'm a, you know, I'm a very uh, I don't know, progressive person, but that line just didn't need to be. Yeah, I mean, it was just out of nowhere. Like, she was just like, they were just talking, and then she's like, we need to take down these white privileged elitists. And I was like, whoa, really? It, like, it did catch me really off guard. And the other dialogue, I don't really like the dialogue between when Alfred's in the hospital and Batterson goes to visit him. Mm. Like, it's kind of like, kind of cliche. Um, mm. I, I didn't really like that whole scene I just thought it was so unnecessary and very way longer than it needed to be mm. um, I was watching um, Ben Shapiro review the movie and he <laughs> hated it so funny he was like talking about how um, how like well obviously he was talking about that white supremacist uh, not white supremacist white privilege line yeah. and um, but he was like mainly talking about how the the movie didn't like the character of Batman, how it was kind of like, because I mean, I think one of the main messages of the movies, like one of the one of the main themes of the movie, was the the whole vengeance thing. Mm. Like at the very start, he was you know he was destroying crime by exacting vengeance and fear upon criminals, mm. and then there's that moment where. Um, you know, and he's also, you know he's going around telling everyone that he's vengeance, and everyone's calling him vengeance. I mean, I think Batman is said in the movie like twice. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, he's going around telling people he's vengeance, blah blah blah. And then there's that moment at the end where you know the Riddler's goons are all showing up and they're trying to shoot all the people in the in the, I think it's in the Madison Square Garden actually. Mm. Um, What's that? they call it Square Garden. Mm. Um. And anyway, and they like take down one of the guys and they like unmask him and then someone says, Who are you? It might be Gordon or something. And the guy just says, I'm vengeance. And and I think it's kind of like a click moment for Batman because he's like he's like, Oh shit, mm. you know, like these guys are no better than I am really. And then straight yeah. after that, that's when he like jumps into the water after cutting that power line and saving all the people from being electrocuted, and then he goes over and, you know, brings them out of the thing. And Ben Shapiro was kind of saying that it kind of like that goes against the idea of Batman. Like he was saying that, you know, they're kind of just taking the piss out of it. Like not intentionally, obviously, but, you know, they're like taking the piss out of the idea of Batman mm. by saying that he's not meant to be, you know, like a fearful figure and he's just meant to be right. like a person helping people and like carrying people around on stretches and yeah. stuff like that. And I mean, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I, mean, I think that was stupid, but. I mean, it was a good. It was an interesting take. Yeah, that is an interesting take. Um, one of the screen crush videos, um, I watched kind of touched on that as well. Mm. I did. I I liked that ending scene. It was a bit chaotic. Um, there was obviously. I'm pretty sure he injects, and I said this to you. I'm pretty sure he injects himself with venom, which is what Bane has used in previous comics as, uh, like, a steroid. Right. And that's why he gets that little rage. Um, but, yeah, I did... Uh, after... Because I thought he, like, was sacrificing himself yeah. when he went to cut the line. I thought yeah. he was going to cut it down and then, like... Um, which makes no sense now. 
Um, and I'm glad it didn't happen. But I really like after that the way he saves, and he obviously saves um, Amir's son first. Mm. Like that's very um, symbolic of like this is innocence. And yeah, well, I thought it was quite funny, like the dynamic between them the whole movie. Yeah, like, yeah. they kept sharing all those looks, like even mm. when he was Bruce Wayne. And then it was like, he was like holding out his hand, but then no one would take it. And the the mere son just comes in and he's like, yo, I'm getting out of here, bro. Yeah, I think that was like maybe a few seconds too long, like how long he holds his hand. And the Real, she was just like looking at him, just kind of like... One thing I didn't understand is how she got like fully shot up in the abdomen and then she was just all right. Like she was fine. She was just walking through the water with everyone else climbing over shit. And I was like, oh, so you're all good now. (laughs) Like, what? That um that bird's eye view shot of them yeah. that's a sick shot. There's also another shot that I really liked just before that, and I said it to Quinn as it was as it was happening where he was like carrying the the flare, but it wasn't a bird's eye view. It was just like a wide angle of him like walking up to all the like debris yeah. and carnage and stuff, and that was such a sick shot. I mean, yeah. I still agree that the the bird's eye view shot was probably the best shot in the whole movie to be honest. Yeah. But no, there was some great cin- uh, cinematography. The um the screen crush guy Ryan something he said that like the that shot is like Bruce pulling the city out of like the its state and its like decrepancy and like you, you know what I'm saying yeah I mean like it's literally like Batman's a beacon of hope yeah. because the flare is a literal beacon mm. you know yeah um I think. I don't know how I feel about the Riddler turning himself in. Mm, it was, again, like Fincher's Seven, where Kevin Spacey yeah. gives himself up, and I was sitting there, I was like, what the hell, this is just so weird. Mm. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was low-key a little bit. I mean, I guess it was because his whole plan all along was to get Batman on side. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, at the end of the day, when he, you know, when he was in Arkham and Batman went and visited him, his overall, you know, Riddler's goal in that conversation was to get Batman on side. And then, you know, when Batman started retaliating, he literally started saying, this is not going how I imagined it to go. So, I mean, I think the Riddler had a plan, but I just think Batman was too infallible for him to, you know, convert him to the dark side. But, um, no, I mean... It was such a dope scene when they were talking in Arkham, and then he just like started singing at the end, and Batman was like, "What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing?" And he just started singing. I was like, "What the hell?" That's kind of funny. It's real fucked up. He's that joke is so sadistic. That's um, one thing I really like is how they use um, something in the way the Nirvana song. Mm. Um, and I saw I was listening to the song. And I was looking at the comments under the song. Uh, there's like a Batman um, version of the song on YouTube or whatever. Mm. And there was some guy who said, I didn't know how the song was going to um, be like in the Batman, but then I saw it in the movie and it's like real cool. Mm. I fucking love that song in the movie. I just thought it got played way too much. I mean, something yeah. that movies always do is they play like a real famous song in the trailer. And then if the trailer gets popular, everyone's talking about it, mm. but then it doesn't get played in the movie. Like, that's what happened with... um. Wonder Woman, what was that? Wonder Woman 80, what was 84. it called? 84, that's right. Um, that's and they played the the um, Blue Monday by New Order in the trailer, and I watched it so many times, I was like, I can't wait for this song in the movie, and then it didn't play in the whole movie, and I was so mad. 
But then in this, they just they played it like five times. Yeah. And I was just like, what the hell? Why are they? Why do they just keep on playing it? And I also I don't really like the some of the versions they played like with the yeah, like yeah, added yeah. instruments. I think it's just best just as it is as the Nirvana song. You know? Yeah, I like um I like it at, when it's at the very end. I think he's uh kind of like talking. Uh, he's doing a diary entry, I think, and I think mm. it might be playing um, behind that. I think that's a cool um, time they played it. Um, I like how Gotham. Oh, how it just got like fucked up mm. the water barriers or whatever um that was interesting and it's kind of like because in um i think again in screen crush he was comparing uh or showing what comics um this movie took in uh what's the word i can't think of the word this movie like took inspiration from Right. And there's one, there's a Riddler comic where the Riddler's just like a really sadistic bomber. Mm. And I like how he just like does something so fucked up. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I really like all of the characters. There's not really many characters. Like one thing we haven't talked about is this penguin. That's what I was just going to say. Is mm. The penguin. The car chase scene is... Bro, that Batmobile reveal was so gangster and it was yeah. just like revving up there in the shadows and we were all like, nah, 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 this is so sick. Yeah. And I loved the um, uh, when Penguin was like, I got you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a little bit annoying because I'd already seen that in the yeah, trailer yeah. and I was like, oh, well, I know he's going to come back. But like, if, he, if I hadn't known that, it would have been such a sick yeah. moment. Well, like, yeah, it was like, well, I think, you know, Batman's obviously not going to die. No, no. But then he just, yeah. And there's that, um, the shot where, like, everything's upside down um, when Batman walks to the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Mm. It's just fucking cool. Cool guys mm. don't look at explosions, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, um, again, just, I think it's like a step away hopefully, from the Marvels on the Word and a breath of fresh air um, for DC. Because, mm. like... Yeah, I mean, I hope so. But yeah. then again, I hope they don't just franchise the shit yeah, out of yeah. it and just make everything like that. Because then it would just get so oversaturated and mm. become the new norm and everyone would be like, well, this is boring now. Because, I mean, that's what always happens. I mean, the original movie is always the best one. Yeah. You know, because... The, there's no saturation, so people love it. They're eating it up. But then after that, when they do the exact same thing for 10 movies straight, it's just like, yeah, come on. I mean, it's like Marvel, you know. I, I think Marvel is so shallow now. Oh, yeah. Like, they're just remaking the same fucking movie. Like, I mean, it's like it's like I'm saying, like, the earlier movies are such classics. Like, the first Iron Man is such That's a good say. movie. It's beautiful. And I mean, then you have, like, you, I mean, you do have the newer movies, which are still good. Like, I mean, particularly the Avengers movies. Yeah. Like, and the big ones, because they're such big productions with plots and storylines that you care about already. Yeah. And it's kind of impossible for them to fail. Absolutely. But then whenever they venture somewhere new, it just fails immediately. Like, Eternals fail. Black Widow fail. Yeah. Like, they just can't seem to do anything original, or not original, but, you know, semi-original right. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, definitely. I didn't um, hate Eternals, um, but it's just not up to the caliber. Mm. Um, Black Widow. Black Widow's just, I just don't like it. 
Like it, it, it was painful for me to get through that movie. The CGI in Black Widow was terrible. Fuck yes. And do you know that it has the same budget as Batman? Yeah, I was watching a, a video about it the other day. It's crazy. Well, they need to fucking use their money better. Mm. Um, well, one one way they I guess kind of innovated and it has turned out recently is Shang Chi. Mm. Um, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Yeah, I. It's it's a very cheesy at times. Yeah. I don't want to spoil either. It's got a really good post credit scene. Right. Um. But yeah, that was. Innovative going into that um, more of an Asian side of it, which Marvel hasn't gone into before, no. um, really. And like, or it, it does a good thing to clear up somehow the Mandarin, right? Because you know, from Iron Man mm-hmm. one and three, it's just like a clusterfuck, right. like with um, what's that actor's name? Who? The, Dude who um, is the actor for the Mandarin? Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, yeah. He he's actually like I like him in Shang-Chi. Right. I didn't even know he was in it to be quite honest. <laughs> but spoiler alert. Yeah, I think it's good switching the topic about like how much Asian cinema there's been in Hollywood lately. Yeah. Like I mean, of course you've got like the the big ones like Parasite. And then, but yeah. there's also been some other great movies. Like I don't know if you've heard of the Farewell, which is a great movie. You know Aquafina. Yes. Yeah, it's got Aquafina in it, and that's such a good movie. I mean, of course, another big famous one is Crazy Rich Asians, which yeah. is incredibly popular, and I mean, it's a great movie as well. I haven't seen that. I was what Crazy Rich Asians? No. I oh really? Yeah, I really want to watch it. Though. So good. I love that movie. Guilty <laughs> pleasure. Sure. <laughs> it's like me with Owen Wilson. That's my guilty pleasure. I mean, I feel like that's not a guilty pleasure. Not Owen Wilson. I think he's just the... I mean, he's a good actor. Pleasure. I mean, a guilty pleasure is like when you watch like a like silly movie, you know? Yeah. Like, or like a, you know, it's just like you're watching, you know, like fucking... What, the George Clooney Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. And you enjoy yeah, that. Like, that's definitely a guilty pleasure. Like, the only people that enjoy that movie are like the people that grow up watching it on like videotape. Yeah. Or know? just like... People who absolutely love George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. I've never been a very big George Clooney guy. Really? Um, mm, I because I wa- I've watched Oceans quite a bit, and mm. as um, with my family, we always used to watch them, and I really like them in that. But yeah, I mean, I I honestly haven't seen much George Clooney stuff that I can recall apart from Oceans, but he's like yeah. a gangster in Oceans. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, like the Oceans movies are so good. Yeah, I love those movies. I mean. The first one is obviously the best one. Yeah. And I mean, the other the other ones are just low-key... I mean, I haven't seen the Wilderness one, actually. I don't That's all right. Yeah, I've heard it's not terrible, but, um, but I mean, no, the other ones are just so good. I mean, like, it's just no matter what they're doing, it's always interesting because it's yeah. just like, it's literally just like, bro, it's like you're just watching, like, Brad Pitt and George Clooney just, yeah. like, fuck around and pull a heist off. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no matter how poor quality the movie is, it's always going to be entertaining. The, um, what's the one where the dude from Lahan how do you say it? Lahan Lahan where he's like some heist dude and they have to like rob him or something yeah I'm pretty sure that's Ocean's 12 yeah that one's interesting mm. yeah Ocean's 8 I think I've seen that like twice um it's it seems like a 
yeah. a bit of trying to capitalize on the popularity of oceans mm. um but it's just it isn't as good because mm. um, it seems a bit inauthentic mm. but it's not bad it's just not great mm. um, well to finish off mm-hmm. i've got a question for you and i think i'm going to make this a reoccurring thing to ask every guest okay three people for dinner all time fictional non-fictional oh no dead or alive either okay um I would have Da Vinci um Will Chamberlain and and this is difficult I think I need a fictional character now Da Vinci Chamberlain and I would also pick Travis Beckle from Taxi Driver oh I like that it'd stir it up a bit make it more interesting you know <laughs> like Will Will and um and Da Vinci would be like well I mean they're both psychos as well you know but you know it would be an interesting dinner yeah, um, you've chosen some very psychopathic people. Yeah, I mean, Wilt is like the womanizer of the century. Century, Da Vinci's like the smartest person ever. Yeah. And then Travis Bickle is just, just I don't know, he's, you know. Well, Travis Bickle. Yeah. Great movie. Mass um, murderer. Have you heard the Wilt Chamberlain story where he's with, I think he's with Karimi, someone asks him, what's the weather like up there in an elevator? No. Okay, oh, so they're in an elevator and there's like, what's the weather like up there? And I think Wilt goes, he's like, rainy, and he just spits on his head. <laughs> this is such a cock. Yeah, no, Wilt's an interesting character. Yeah. Do you think Otto Porter is Wilt Chamberlain's son? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I've heard that, but I just think it's silly. Yeah, I think so many people have been like Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, he's just an average-looking dude. It's just like, yeah, just because some guy doesn't... You know, just because some guy looks like the other guy doesn't mean that he's his son. I mean, you know... So, my dad looks like Bon Jovi, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I'm Bon Jovi's grandson. You know? <laughs> yeah, people just look the same. Have you seen the photo of um, Michael Jordan and Jimmy Butler, like, no. half and half? No. They look so yeah, similar. Yeah, I know. They do look very similar, um, And there's, there's another person who looks like that. I mean, there's so many people that look similar. Like, yeah. You know, like, um, Jessica Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. they look exactly the same. Um, that guy from The Walking Dead, I can't remember exactly what his name is, but he looks exactly the same as um, Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Everyone says that Heath Ledger and Joseph Gordon-Levitt look the same, and they actually kind of do. Yeah. It's just the hair that's really um, different. Brad Pitt and, um, is it Brad Pitt? Yes, Brad Pitt. Really? And, um, no, and, oh, they're both in the Guy Ritchie film with Brad Snatch. I think so. Is that what, Jason Statham? No. Uh, I'm Googling this. I honestly have no idea who you mean. Brad Pitt lookalike. I've never... No, you, you, no you know the dude. No one looks like Brad Pitt. Brad no, Pitt is Brad like Pitt. pinnacle. Who is it then? Guy... Okay, Snatch. Snatch the 2000s film. 
That is a great movie, by the way. Uh, Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro looks like Brad Pitt. People say that he looks like the Hispanic Brad Pitt. Looks like Brad Pitt. I see the similarities. Yeah, I mean, no. Well, people don't say they look the same. People just say that like Benicio looks like a Spanish version of Brad Pitt. I mean, yeah, they kind of do. But... It's just like... Benicio Del Toro is such an underrated actor as well. He's so good. I haven't seen much of him. Oh, there's the... Yeah, that one. Oh, wait, is that... Yeah, that's him. I can't... Uh, his name's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's right. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Well, that just about wraps us up. Mm. I hope to see you on a, th- uh, a later episode. Yeah. Maybe with another guest. Yeah, no, that could be interesting. You should have me on with someone interesting. Like, you should have me on with Palm or something. Yeah, that's about us. Yeah. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Hope the audio quality is all right. Bye.